The NFL schedule release has come and gone. It's now our turn as NFL gamblers to take advantage of the futures betting market. We preview win totals, division winners, awards, and much more tonight on the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check a satellite, see who's up, that over-under hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the jet sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like they seen every play, and so I'm running it back, head down, get out of my way, and it's for the law with only one thing to do, I guess I'll say a prayer and put it all on the line. fantasy football podcast all right all right all right it is may 16th 2023 the in-between fantasy football podcast is back here with you rocking through the nfl offseason as we mentioned the schedule release it is giving us the final pieces of the NFL puzzle. And now we have the entire summer to hopefully make some damn sense of it, guys. Seth Wilcock back with you, leading the way. I'm joined by a man who specializes in fantasy football analytics, asbestos in the airports, and some lit pop culture references. Guys, give it up for Scott Reinier. What's up, Scott? How you doing tonight, man? Hey, everybody from Scorching Hot, Pacific Northwest, Seattle. How's it going? Hey, good, man. Good. Thank you uh, for joining us, Scott. And we also have one of the founding fathers of the Better Fantasy app, a man I had the pleasure of meeting out in Canton, Ohio last year. Guys, give it up for Will Teague. What's up, Will? What's up, guys? Pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. How are you tonight? How are the vibes out in Ohio? Vibes are so... If the vibes were higher, I would say that people should be worried. They're so immaculate right now. It's just awesome. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I love it, man. Will, this is your first time joining us tonight. Uh, Better Fantasy, you guys are really making a name for yourselves in this industry. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the Better Fantasy app, if you could, please. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I've been playing fantasy like most of us you know, pretty much since like, you know, fifth grade. Been doing it with my best friends for over 15 years now. And, uh, you know, we, we encountered a problem that many others face, which is when the season starts, everybody, you know, is all gung ho camaraderies through the roof. Um, that sense of connection that, that we love about fantasy, you know, is at an all time high, Certainly. um, like draft day, there's nothing like it, but unfortunately when you're two and seven, all of a sudden you care a whole lot less about the league. And so, um, we started better fantasy to kind of allow fantasy leagues and friend groups to feel that, uh, same, same, the same emotions that they feel on draft day year round. And, and build a platform that helps connect people through fantasy sports. And so um, that's what we're doing. We're in beta right now. Um, okay. would love for, would love for y'all to check it out and give me some feedback. Um, and yeah, that's essentially what we're doing right now. We're a DFS operator. We offer cash contests in 20 States. Um, you can check out our website to see what, which ones we're in. So yeah, it's pretty much it. Just, you know, like everybody here, just a super degenerate fantasy player and sports better now too. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I'm thankful to have you on tonight, man. I've been checking out the app. I've enjoyed some of the different features already, and I'm excited to get my league in there because it's like you said, man, I was one of the, the for the first times I in my home league, I was one of the worst teams. And by the end, I hated even looking at my team because I was so pissed off about it. So, Scott, you've probably had your handful of leagues, too, where, hey, man, if I could just get a little skin in the game and, and, and actually have some some coin against my uh, league mates, it'd be a lot more fun. I mean, I'd love to say no. That's never happened to me, but yeah, no, I've had I've had that, um, and you know, for the mo I've only been doing Dynasty for a few years, so when it's redraft, it's even it's even harder to stay in it. But um, I just have one question for Will. So when you guys once you're a household name, uh, which will probably be soon, will you have any sway over the Washington State Legislature to allow gambling <laughs> online? We're one of the I think we're still one of the last remaining holdouts. I can't do it here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be everywhere eventually. I know um, it's it's only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you what. In, in uh, at risk of getting in trouble from my lawyers, I won't comment on anything specific, <laughs> yeah. but I can say that our industry is doing everything we can to make sports betting and daily fantasy sports um, easily accessible, safe to play, yeah. um, and just a, an added form of entertainment for everybody who enjoys sports already. So it's going to happen hopefully sooner rather than later. Nice. And I like the we have lawyers flex. That was sweet. <laughs> well, <laughs> not that, that exactly. I just made that up. <laughs> Well, we, we appreciate it, Will. Uh, tonight on the show, we are absolutely loaded. We're going to get in some front and center. Talk about some of this news that's coming out right now. Is it real? Is it something we can take into account with our fantasy football and betting decisions? Or is it just bullshit? We're going to tell you that. And then between bets, we're going to walk you through our early futures betting cards as well, what we like in these markets. Uh, also joining us tonight on the podcast, we in the back end, we got Kyle Scott, audio producer, resident Irishman of the podcast. What's up, Kyle? Not much, Seth. How's it going? It's hard to believe I'm the only Irish person to ever be on this podcast. What an honor. <laughs> Will. It's not you... true anymore. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. Get off my turf. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, we appreciate you holding it down in the back end, man. We also, in the chat, we got the IBT family rolling. We got Toronto Dave locked and loaded. We got Tube. He's ready to go. Joshua saying, should I start Joe Mixon a little? <laughs> I, I don't know if we can tell you that right now, Joshua. We can tell you what we think maybe about him. Get him maybe we'll get him in the seventh round come August then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, let's go ahead. Let's jump into it here. Uh, but before we do want to remind the family, if you guys want to help us out, you want to continue to support us easiest way, give us a thumbs up. And if you're new to the channel, you want to come back and hang out again, hit that subscribe button. And we'll be here really every single week. All year long, baby. So let's go ahead. Let's get in it with front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance. You'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. How about you come to the place? Just try to have some fun. Ain't got to worry about something. I what it means. Come and give me another because the night is young. So 
So the fun part about doing a weekly show is we plan out this show weeks in advance and then the day of something happens, something drops. And that's what happened today. And I kind of wanted to bring it up here, guys. Devontae Adams opens up about concerns regarding Raiders in Marin Fader's piece for the ringer. Uh, basically, he comes out. This is a quote from him. The front office thinks this is the best move for us right now, kind of referring to the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Um, but for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent, he says, we don't see eye to eye with what we think is best for us right now. So this could be a front office issue. This could be a Josh McDaniels issue. Scott, is this something we should be concerned about? Because they do have the league's leading rusher in that backfield. Um, I don't think it's something to be too concerned about. First of all, it was a really fantastic article. Um, you know, there was, you know, there was the talk about, about his, his issues with the front office, but then, he talked a lot about his career and, you know, how excited he was to get a first team all pro without Aaron Rodgers. And then I wrote down, a, I wrote down a quote. You might not be surprised that I wrote down this quote where he says, your kids don't care how work went. They just care about being with dad. Hmm. So more power to Devonte for going to Las Vegas. It sounds like it's much makes much more sense for his family. He gets to see his family a lot. Apparently he's addicted to golf. Um, <laughs> but as far as the Raiders con are concerned, I mean, I, I've never been a giant Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but I think he's, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily downgrading or fading Devonte Adams based on, based on these words. I mean, I, he's not, he's not going anywhere. I, you know, I don't, th that's not what this is about. He was just being honest um, about, about his, about where he is right now. You know, he's 30, which it's still so weird to be like, Oh man, he's 30. He's just getting up there in age. <laughs> third, like, third quarterback 40, in three years as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed the article. I think I really like, I like it when these players that we just see with football helmets on and we see a last name and we see a fantasy score or a stat when they open up about their lives and their thoughts and feelings. I like it. So, but as far as this year, Devonte Adams, I don't really think it moves the needle too much for me. He's the wide receiver six will being drafted at the end of the first round. I already had concerns. And now if, if, I think he saw the playbook. I think he's seeing Josh McDaniels take full reins of this Raiders offense. There's no more Derek Carr. We're going to run what we ran in New England, and I don't think he likes it. Is that how you're reading it, and are you scared away at that first-round price tag and redraft right now? I wouldn't say I'm scared away from it, Seth. Um, you know, Devontae's one of the greatest wide receivers, in my opinion, of all time. And so those kind of guys that are just undeniable on offense, I don't think you have to worry about some of this extraneous stuff, uh, quotes and sound bites and things like that. Um, we know as journalists, we're, we're going to take every opportunity we can to sort of uh, make a story as, as impactful as it can be for the reader. Um, and so I think a lot, of, a lot of that article was just sort of off season. I don't say fodder, but it's an mm -hmm. entertainment piece. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm not I'm not scared by the first, end of the first round price tag, you know, um, depending on how you want to go about your draft. So I think Devontae's going to ball out again this year. Okay. Well, this is why I love this podcast because I come in here, I'm all panicked out. Like I already <laughs> didn't like the price, and then I'm hearing this bullshit. So, yeah, I I like that you guys say that. I'm still a little bit on the edge with Devontae Adams. I think I don't know if I'll be in for that that price tag just because I like I said. I mean, this is an improved team from last season, I believe. However, there are a lot of more new weapons there. Trey Tucker's there. Michael Mayer's there. Uh, but 
at the end of the day, Devontae Adams, he's going to get his. We know that. So let's go ahead and move to Carolina here. Andy Dalton working with the first team offense per ESPN's David Newton. Is the red rifle, the red rocket, whatever you want to call him, Will, is he something we should be concerned about, specifically in super flex leagues here? Because, I mean, we've seen this song and dance before with the Bears a couple years ago. Is there a chance that Bryce Young doesn't start the season for the Panthers? I don't I don't think so. Um, I mean, of course, there's a chance, right? Like there's a non-zero chance. Um, but I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be the guy to come in and win that job in training camp over the number one pick and someone that we all loved as a prospect. I mean, look, Bryce Young is was was the guy that was coming out and he's going to be sort of pro ready. Um, he's going to have maybe like a lower ceiling, but he's going to have a really high floor. And I don't see what Andy Dalton gives you over Bryce Young. Um, I think this is probably just sort of the early season make the kid earn it kind of thing. Um, I, I'm not reading too much into it. Okay. Scott, any downgrade at all for Bryce Young in your redraft rankings? The only thing I can think of is that he's not getting those weekly reps with guys like Thielen, Chark, Hurst. However, at the same time, if he's as good as we think he is and the Panthers think he is, he'll be the starter by week one or two of the preseason. Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't concern me in in the slightest. This, I mean, we're, it's if we if we're talking if it, if we were in training camp right now and this was the this was what was being said, but I mean. Dude, it hasn't even he he wasn't even in the NFL three weeks ago. Um, so the fact that the fact that Andy Dalton is technically starting on Monday, whatever that means, just means he's getting first team reps. You know, Bryce Young's getting second team. But I watched the video that that was based on with, with Frank Reich, and it was a little bit it was a little bit hard to understand exactly what he was talking about because you know he said Bryce Young's going to get second team reps until we're ready for the transition. So I don't think it's going to be very long. But then he also went on to say, you know, he's he's a young kid, so he, he's probably going to end up with more reps than Andy Dalton. So I didn't know right. if that just meant in total or more first team. Chris Sims and the guy he was with seemed they jumped straight to, oh, he's going to get more first team reps. But I don't think that's what he was saying. Either way, um, I think this is a pretty probably a pretty standard thing, like right at the start of of the offseason workouts uh, for the veteran, you know, to work with the first team, the rookie to work with the second team. I mean, we could be this we could be laughing about even talking about this in a week when Bryce Young's with the first team. So no concern for me. Okay. No concern for you guys for Bryce Young. What about Jameer Gibbs here? Will he's bothered by an ankle injury early in mini camp. Uh, this is coming from Tim 20 man from the lions. Hell of a name for a beat reporter. I love that. Um, <laughs> is this something we should be worried about though? Because at the end of the day, we already have a, a, a concern with this guy's size coming into the NFL. He sprained his ankle at Alabama last year, missed a game, missed a few games at Georgia Tech in his uh, freshman season as well with a shoulder injury. Will, are you willing to take him at the end of the fourth round, RB17, uh, knowing there's already some concerns here, and it's May? That's a great question. Um, to answer like your first question, Seth, I and this, you know, you guys might be able to pick up on this by now, but I, I'm not going to put too much credence on this uh, ankle injury this okay. early in, in, into minicamp. Um, I think I could be wrong, but I think I saw a report that he's actually already back at practice. Yes, he, he was um, back today. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I mean, like, look, anytime, and you brought it up earlier, Seth, with Bryce Young, anytime you're missing out on reps, that that's nothing to, you know, uh, discredit. But I think for a guy like Gibbs playing in um, – the Bill O'Brien offense at Alabama. Like, I think he already had sort of like a good taste of sort of like a pro style offense. So I think picking up the concepts for him mm -hmm. 
is going to be fairly easy. Ingratiating into the, the Detroit offense is going to be different, of course, than what Bill O'Brien was running. Um, the price tag there, you said fourth, end of the fourth, 17th overall running back. It sounds think, about right to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's pretty fair. I think it could go either way because, look, like David Montgomery is going to eat into his work for sure. Um, but, look, you can't ignore the draft capital. Like, they, they picked him 12th overall. And some people were saying, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but some people were saying that there was one team that had Gibbs over Bijan in wow. their rankings. And so people are sort of hypothesizing that it might have been the Lions. So, look, they, they love this kid. They're all in on him. I think that's a good price tag. I, I, I could go either way on it, not to dodge the question. If I had to pick one, yeah, uh, I'll say no, just because he's a rookie. I got to see it first. Okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Like, I love everything about Jameer Gibbs. The, the thing is, too, is these rookie running backs, they keep winning people leagues if they can stay healthy. Najee mm-hmm. a couple years ago, Brees Hall was looking like a league winner last year. Kenneth Walker ended up being kind of a league winner as well. So, I'm going to be in on Gibbs if that is the price tag. And let's keep in mind as well here, Scott, week number one, opening night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know what team allowed the most receptions to running backs last season, Scott? Don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to just (laughs) bet that it's the Chiefs. You are. You are correct. Let's giddy up. It's going to be a big week one for Gibbs. I'm full in here. Hoove is out, he's saying in the chat. And we also have Didi in the chat tonight as well saying hello, hello, and happy Tuesday. Didi, I know it's – I think it's her 40th birthday if I'm not wrong. I think I saw oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. So, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Didi. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And if it's not your 40th birthday, I apologize. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> wish her happy birthday anyway, whatever. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Didi. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. Um, let's go ahead down to oh, wait, can I can I say one real quick thing about Gibbs? Yeah, go ahead. OK, um, I just want to say, yeah, f- f- whether I'm in or out on, at that price, it has nothing to do with this minor ankle injury. One thing I noticed right away, as soon as the ankle injury report came, a lot of the people that are probably like, nope, he's too he's too small. He's not going to he's not going to uh, be able to sustain immediately. Like, see, it's like, come on, let's let's pump the brakes here. It's a minor thing. Yeah. And for the record, I am most definitely in on Gibbs at that price. Fantastic. Are you in it on Chris Godwin, Scott? That's the next question here. He's about to see some more outside work in 2023 via the Bucks, Scott Smith. And we've seen Chris Godwin be very efficient out of the slot. 60% of his snaps last season came from that slot position. Wide receiver 19 and 15 games. And I'll be honest, I had Godwin in a couple leagues and I panicked after week one and sold him and I regretted it ever since. However, this wide receiver room is absolutely atrocious outside of him and Mike Evans, Russell Gage. And then these are real players. Keep in mind, these are the receivers outside of Russell Gage on the outside. Kalen Geiger and Devin Tompkins. Undrafted free agents. There's not a lot to work with. In the slot, there's Trey Palmer and Rakeem Jarrett Scott. Um, any more love for Chris Godwin than you already have because of the um, support? No, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what he's going to be on the outside a little bit more even means. I mean, I think probably that would mean he's more still off the line as the flanker, not the X. Um, that's what I would presume. I mean, he's been 60 plus percent slot since I think it was 2018. You know, his first two years in the league, he was not really in the slot. And then he also wasn't a, he didn't finish very high in fantasy. And then, you know, since 2019 on wide receiver two, wide receiver 38, the year he got hurt, wide receiver eight, wide receiver 14. So, I mean, he's, 
he's made his hay in the slot. So, I mean, we'll see. But the thing about him is, is according to reception perception, he's also he's pretty elite against both man and press man coverage, um, which is a little bit crazy. You know, that's not necessarily the norm for a slot receiver. So I just I just think his skill set, you know, maybe not the X receiver, just the, the the alpha X receiver. But I think I think moving him around the around the formation around the field is a good idea. And I think he can excel at it. So, okay. I mean, but it's not it's not necessarily like, oh, now now I'm bumping him up around or I'm I, I like Chris Godwin. I think he's kind of like a, a rich man's Tyler Lockett and that I don't think he quite gets the recognition. He deserves. No, never, never. Um, so. OK. All right. Will, any final thoughts here in Tampa Bay? Uh, interested in any other pass catchers in this offense as well outside of Mike Evans? And Chris Godwin here, Trey Palmer, Rakeem Jarrett. There's some interesting rookies. Um, also, Kate Auden, second-year tight end. He might have a big year. Noah, elite Cameron Bright in this offense, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely intrigued by uh, Russell Gage, I think. Intrigued might be too okay. strong of a word even. Okay. Um, but just because, to your point, there's he's going to be the third guy, right? And so when they're, when they're running three wide receivers out there, he's going to be the guy, presumably. Um, the Godwin thing is interesting because when they say move him outside, I think to your point, Scott, he's going to move outside to the flanker. He's not going to be the X when Mike Evans yeah. is yeah. on the field as well. So I think it's going to be probably fairly similar stuff. I love Chris Godwin as sort of like one of those interesting, not even a buy low, but like just take him like Tyler Lockett last year. Like this guy's going, going to be going in a part of the draft where you're looking at uh, other players with extreme risk profiles. And I think Chris Godwin outside of the injury stuff is, is going to be fairly safe, even with Baker Mayfield throwing the football. Um, he's the quarterback for the Bucs now, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just make it yeah. sure. Yeah. Trask takes it. Yeah. Unless, unless it's Kyle Trask time, which I don't know if it'll ever be Kyle Trask time in Tampa, unfortunately. Probably not. He's, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like an NFC Keenan Allen. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, he's yeah. just a good, I think he's just a great football player, you know? Um, and so if he can stay healthy, I think he's one of those guys that maybe maybe he's not going to win your league in the in the sixth or seventh round, but he's going to be somebody that just adds to the to the solidity and the depth of your team. And you're going to feel great with him as your wide receiver, too, or as your flex. Yeah, and definitely, too. definitely interesting by low in dynasty, too, I think, because he's getting up there in age. And so if you're sort of a team that's in contention right now and, and you're looking to add maybe a depth wide receiver piece or somebody that you can feel good about in flex. I think Chris Godwin is, is somebody that's worth thinking about giving up a couple of, uh, you know, middling rookie picks for. I like it. I like the call there, Will. We got Albert in the chat saying good evening. Good evening to you as well, Albert. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. All right. Austin Eckler, not at voluntary workouts. This is coming from Daniel Popper of The Athletics. Will, is this something we need to be concerned about? I mean, is dog shit behind him? We're talking Joshua Kelly. 3.5 yeah. yards per carry for his career. Isaiah Spiller, one of the most overhyped rookies, in my opinion, ever. Um, is this something we should worry about? Eckler's been the man. Yeah, so normally I'm the guy that says don't worry about these uh, mid-May uh, camp reports. Um, but this one is kind of a little different, I think, because of the Le'Veon Bell precedent, right? And uh, Austin Eckler's looking for a contract. Um, the Chargers appear not to want to give it to him and and Eckler seems pretty adamant in that he he and I agree he does deserve a new contract um criminally underpaid and so I I think it's within the range of possibilities that Austin Eckler sits out a la Le'Veon Bell and so wow I, wow I mean I'm not saying it's going to happen I'm not saying it's likely but it's possible 
right? Yeah. I think if I think if we were talking about this in 2014, we would say no, he'll be there. Like he'll he'll quote unquote hold out, and then he's gonna play. He's gonna be back for week one. But I, I guess to answer your question, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. And, and Scott, this is so off brand for Austin Eckler, who's been a team first guy, loves the fantasy football community. Like like we know who this guy is more than we know most players. So are you sounding the alarm bells right now? Because it sounds like our friend Will might be just a little bit at least. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm more concerned than your typical May coach speak <laughs> headline grabbing. We're all really bored stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I'm a little concerned about this. Um, what, what alleviates my concern, at least for now, a little bit is because it is the Chargers and they have shown a tendency to not really give into this. This happened with Melvin Gordon. It happened with Melvin Ingram. And I mean, granted, also, his name's not Melvin, but they did it with two <laughs> previous Melvins. They did yeah. end up, I think with Melvin Ingram, they did end up paying him closer to the start of the season. So Joey Bosa as well, two years ago, I believe he's, it was the day training camp started. He signed. So maybe that's something we see. So yeah. I think, I think this will make us sweat a little bit over the off season. Cause I don't see um, the chargers giving him a new contract right now because he's a, because, because he wants one. I agree. He deserves one. I'm I, whether it's on brand or off brand for him, I'm never going to knock a, a player that plays NFL football for trying to get the money they deserve. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like check back in with me a little bit later. It's, it's not, okay. it's not really anything yet just because again, it's may, but um, you know, if it gets to the point and there's a stalemate, Will was right. Like until Le'Veon Bell, I would have said no way, but it's happened. We haven't seen so, it really since then. Uh, Deshaun Watson. We did see Watson, but there were some other, you know, things going on as well there. I think in the twenty twenty one season. I hope eventually they just they extend him. Yeah, he he to. deserves it. Dude scores just, he, all the touchdowns, man. He's so good, and I mean, it's not that I don't think he'd be good elsewhere, but he just fits within that offense so perfectly, and I want to I want to keep seeing it. Seth, Seth, do I have time to throw in an ad lib question for you? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's just play out a hypothetical here. It's August 15th and nada, nothing. No contract talks are um, happening. There's nothing going on. Are you gonna are you still gonna be taking Eckler, you know, in the first round or or is he gonna slip? Like what's that point where it's like, okay, like I've had enough, I'm out because you can lose your league in the first round with a guy that doesn't play, obviously. So at, at what point are you taking um, let's just like Tony Pollard? You know, if, if he's looking good in camp, blah, blah, blah. Like, Austin Eckler, are you going to say no to Tony Pollard and take the risk with Eckler? Like, I guess just, like, what's that point? Like, a good let's... question. I think, I think if it came down to it, I was in my, you know, home redraft, biggest one, big money league here, I would avoid him in the first round if that was the case. However, second round come calling, yeah. middle of the second, count me in. You know, yeah. we've seen it. How many times have we seen it? Last year, Alvin Kamara, everyone was worried about. Kamara didn't have a great season, but he wasn't ultimately suspended. A couple of years ago, we also had the, the same situation with Zeke. Like, And these guys usually pay off at that price. Um, first is too rich for my blood. Even now, I think Austin Eckler, I mean, he is getting up there in age. I think there's going to be some touchdown regression, you would think, coming off 18 touchdowns, Scott. So I think even as of now, like he's more of a back-end first guy for me, and I don't even think he's going to get there in most drafts if we know he was signed. I know one thing. A lot of people will. A lot of people will overdraft Joshua Kelly. Oh, I. I it's already I, happening. It's I know. Happening. I, I'm in. I'm in. 
I'm yes, I am in some startups right now, and I've been seeing Joshua Kelly go like 14th, 15th round, and even that feels like so early for a guy who again 3.5 yards per carry. Like I think we could stick you out there, or Kyle, in some shoulder pads, <laughs> and I think you could get him 3.5 yards per carry behind this Chargers offensive line. Seth, one more hypothetical. Sorry, yeah. and then I promise I'm done. No, you're good. <laughs> okay, August 15th rolls around and no sign of Eckler. End of the first round, you got the 12th pick. Eckler or Devontae? Neither. Neither. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> Leave the league. I'm, I'm probably Devontae in that, in that spot. I would agree. I would agree. Gone to the head, Eckler. I'm not, dude put up, dude not put up doing... 1,500 yards last year with Derek Carr. I, I don't think he's going to regress all that much. Yeah, I don't know, man. He doesn't like that playbook. He doesn't like that playbook. I, I'm worried, but... But it also, the article talked a lot about how he's like, even in the throws of the losses last year, he was still like, I gotta I gotta still do... I gotta be me. I gotta stick to my same work ethic. I gotta be there for everybody. Like, I just don't think... And, it, and you know, Jimmy doesn't throw it deep as much. All right, then he'll just... His A dot will go down a little bit, but he'll still get fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Devontae I, Adams. I guess anyway. we also need to think Jimmy Garoppolo never has had a receiver like Devontae Adams as well. He's had some studs, but no Devontae Adams. So I love the hypotheticals. Keep them coming, Will. Let's go ahead, guys. Let's shift over here to our next segment of the night. We're going to jump into some between bets and look at the NFL futures market. Between, between, between. Bets, bets, between, 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 bets, bets, bets. All right, between bets, we win, you win, we all win. Let's start here. We got a lot of future markets to get through, but I want to start with the win totals over under. I think this is one of the most fun and approachable markets, especially for some beginner bettors, because it's, listen, over or under this game total, you can look right at the schedule. It's available everywhere. Will, I want to start out with you, man. Where are you going in this market? What are you seeing as a value right now that you are telling our audience, hey, maybe we should get down on this? Yeah, let me just say, seeing that uh, that B-roll of uh, people playing craps, that got me pretty juiced up. <laughs> so <laughs> pardon me if I'm a little distracted, a little hot and bothered. Um, no, I think, look, just to echo your point, Seth, I love um, the over-under market just because, like you said, it's very approachable. It's hard for beginners to sort of have a, a almost like a subconscious sense of and price sensitivity. Um, mm-hmm. So when we talk about division winners, uh, that includes four potential outcomes, and so it's not a 50, 50 coin flip hypothetically. So with this, it's a little bit easier for somebody to say like, okay, like I see minus 140, I see plus 125. It's a little bit easier for them to see like, okay, you know, it makes sense of it. So I, I definitely think it's a little more approachable. I, I circled a couple. Um, I'll give you the one that I kind of like um, a little less first. Um, it's Houston over 6.5. I think that I, think I looked that's at this for one for a while. Yes. Yeah. I think that the, I think that that's pretty interesting, mostly due in part to the lack of aptitude of the AFC South, right? We love, I guess now we love the Jaguars, right? Um, Tennessee, blah. Um, Indianapolis, blah. So maybe maybe we can squeak out four or five wins right there, just in the division, you know? Okay. So six point five is just such a low number. I know that roster's trash, but mm-hmm. I love D'Amico Ryan's. 
I mean, I think he's just going to instill, like, I think they're going to be sort of like just that team that's scrappy and that ekes out wins. And I think 6.57 in this case is going to be a pretty attainable number for them. Yeah, I mean, and this is the year that they weren't saying, hey, we're going to wait until next year to get better. We're going to go all in. We're going to sell our 2024 first-round pick, get Will Anderson as well. So they improved not only on the offense, but on the defense, bringing some very veteran leadership as well in that coaching staff. I like it, Will. What else do you have for us here in this market? Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to not feel as great about this one, um, but I also have Seattle over 8.5. And my rationale with that um, was basically – like, look, they had nine wins last year, right, Scotty? Um, and all they did was add Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zach uh, Charbonnet, and um, Witherspoon. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how do they not get nine again, right? And Bobby Wagner's coming home too, Scott. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I This masterclass we've seen by the Seahawks the last two offseasons has been great. Give everyone in that front office a raise. I love what we're seeing all the way around here, Scott. Obviously, it's always a tough division. We know that. But I think this NFC West is actually a little takeable now because we don't have stability with Jimmy Garoppolo there in San Francisco. The Rams, what are they really going to be? We don't know yet. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like this bet a lot here, Scott. How do you feel about it for your Seahawks? Oh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, for the same for the same reason. I mean, what they did last year, you know, maybe it's a little simplistic, but what they did last year, what they added. Um, and I mean, honestly, I, I, I feel like outside of them in the 49ers, it's just, it's those two teams. Like Cardinals are probably one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and the odds yeah. of them winning the division show that. <laughs> yeah. Plus 2,500. Um, and the Rams, I just, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to make much noise this year. So I think the, um, you know, they're, they're, FM picks Super Bowl run is starting to catch up with them a little bit. Um, which, you know, salary cap is real, guys. The salary debate, cap is real. Debate, we could debate that for a whole show whether that was worth it because they did win a Super Bowl. But yeah, aside from that, um, yeah, I think it's the, the Niners and Seahawks. And, um, you know, I, I also, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to project the Niners just steamrolling through the NFC when we don't know who their quarterback's going to be yet. It just, it just, I mean, it, it just is. So I like this. I think I, I'm I'm good with them over over eight and a half. Okay. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully many wins over eight and a half. But. Really good start to the schedule for them offensively as well. If you want to get, you know, I'd be investing in players. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's going at a value. Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker. I think they're all values right now in drafts. Uh, Rams. Lions, Panthers, Giants. That's the start for them. It's not have, that they top. have a brutal stretch later in the season. Okay. Like Niners, Cowboys, Eagles. Like it's 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 rough. Okay. All right, Scott. I'm coming to you here for your favorite in this over under win totals market. I'm also going with a with a um not betting the the underdog in this situation. I'm going with the Saints, the under nine and a half at minus one twenty-five. That one just jumped out at me because I mean I'm I haven't really analyzed the schedule that much yet. I haven't really dug into it. But just I mean, you've got the AFC South and the NFC South are both just like I have no idea who's gonna win those divisions. Saints are the favorite right now, but nine and a half wins seems really high for, for the New Orleans Saints when they they brought in Derek yes. Carr. Yes. Um, you know, and Alvin Kamara, who knows? Very likely could be suspended. Jamal Williams, we all love him, but if you've got Jamal Williams and a rookie, you know, people love Kendra Miller. But 
you know, and Michael Thomas apparently is healthy, but maybe not. Who knows? Just, yeah, I, I don't buy I just, that. I just don't I see, see where this nine and a half wins would come from. I mean, yes, they get to play their own division, so some would come from there. But the team I think that's going to, oddly enough, that I think is going to take the South is the Falcons. So, I I don't disagree with you at all, Scott. And actually, I, I wrote up a, an article for the site on Friday, and I had this very bet in there. And it was at plus money then. So people are already getting down on it. The line has already moved in just a matter of, what, three, four days here. So I'm 100% on board here. Derek Carr, I do not think, is going to make this team that much better. They are running a offense from 2011. They got exposed last year. Pete Carmichael needs put away, go to the XFL or something, stop calling plays for the Saints. And I think Dennis Allen's a little over his skis, honestly, as well. So – yeah, this was one of my favorite bets on the slate, so I'm glad uh, you threw this out there. Will, any thoughts on the Saints here? And, and the schedule's not hard, but it's also no, no easy path for them either. Yeah, I actually think the NFC South is going to be surprisingly difficult um, and very competitive this year. I think, obviously, Bryce Young coming into Carolina, yes. who, who really came on at the end of last year, Carolina – almost made the playoffs <laughs> like um and then you know tampa we'll see um but they still have pieces right baker who knows they could be spicy and then the falcons too um they're one of my favorite teams this year so i, I totally I, I like the under 9.5 i actually think that that's a that's a really good bet scott because i think i mean i'm not i'm probably not touching the the, the bets on who's going to win this division um yeah. for what will just said but i would probably bet the winner is not going to get to 10 wins that's yes, more what yes. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. especially with Tom Brady leaving this division. Couldn't even get there last season. Um, I'll go ahead with mine now, guys. I'm going to go Chicago Bears under seven and a half games. This is at plus money still. And sometimes sports betting doesn't have to be this hard. It really doesn't, especially <laughs> when you're fading the Chicago Bears. This is a bet <laughs> on history repeating itself. They have won eight games or more four times in the last 10 years. I do like what they've done this offseason. Wide receiver, they got a lot better. Added DJ Moore. Offensive lines, uh, first round, love the Darnell Wright pick. Linebacker, got a lot better as well. But this is still a team, their front four is terrible. Like, everyone thought they were going to go after Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, and they didn't end up with anyone. And when you have a defensive front that only got 14 sacks in a season – you need to have a good secondary, and they don't. They have talented guys. They have Jaquan Brisker back there at safety and some other young guns. But when you have a young secondary, they're going to get exposed. And Justin Fields just has not proved that he can keep up through the air. Maybe we see a difference here year two in, in under Luke Getzky. Maybe we see a difference with DJ Moore. However, this is not a, a, a team I want to bet on anything but fading. Um, and also, the schedule's not great. Uh, a lot of beatable opponents for them are on the road this season, so not a lot of good games back in Chicago. Four playoff teams in the first eight weeks. I think it's downhill early for the Bears here. Will, how do you feel about uh, the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, and the gang? I, you know, I, I, if you would have asked me before that um, little uh, debrief there, Seth, I would have said that I would take the over, but I think that's, okay. really, that's a really good point that you made about their easier opponents coming on the road. And look, that, you know, according to the books, that's a three-point swing in the case of a spread, and that can win or lose you a lot of games. Um, I, I probably won't play it um, just because I, I don't I don't want to bet against Justin Fields at this point in time just because he's, he's that sort is of the rapidly question. ascending. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the team around him is not great. 
Um, but it's one of those things where if you have an elite quarterback with that cheat code rushing ability, you know, you can, you can probably get to 500. So I'll, I, I might, I might stay away, but you talked me into the under a little bit more. Okay. Scott, any, any final thoughts here as we close out this market here? And as Will kind of alluded to, they're going to Denver or excuse me, they're going to Tampa Bay. They're going to Las Vegas. They're going to the saints. It's not an easy road form Browns. Like all these teams that I think they can beat. it's on the road. We know Justin Fields doesn't like to play outside either. He's got a couple of cold <laughs> games lined up for December and January. Yeah. But wouldn't you rather play your tougher games at home? Right. When, when, if you had to choose, you know, play, play the easier teams on the road. I guess, I guess, but I, I, I would kind of want to play some crappy teams at home. I think as well though, just cause that's true. You no, make a I mean, good that's, point, that's, though. You that's make a good subjective. point. Um, no, I, once again, common theme. I agree with Will. Um, I'm probably just, I'm probably just not touching this one. Um, okay. It's too close. Uh, I would, I would honestly lean over. You love head. Justin Fields though. There's so many. I can't wait to see him with a, with a legitimate left tackle. Yeah. Locking <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, He's I got mean, weapons, man. Khalil Herbert, DJ Moore. Like that's serious stuff. Cole Komet. <laughs> Yeah, no. uh, there, there's been a common theme will on this program for about uh, three fun, years of fun stuff. Me, me fading cole Komet. well and i think fading. the other the other thing that's important here is is the division just isn't as strong as it has been in the past either in my opinion um i mean the lions are projected to win the division for god's sakes uh packers <laughs> aren't what they used to be packers might i guess maybe have the best defense but they're i mean minnesota just gutted their defense i mean minnesota is going to be a a, a high flying fantasy scoring team, uh, the way they've had their off season going. So I just, I think, I think they could sneak, sneak in eight wins, maybe nine potentially it all. It, I mean, just like we were saying the same thing last year and it didn't pan out. It's all going to revolve around Justin Fields. I feel that he's going to take an, he's going to take a leap this year. So I think with that comes more consistency and right. That, but that, that's the thing right around seven or eight wins. Yeah. Not yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going against the market here, and you brought up the NFC North, so let's go ahead and pivot into the division uh, bets here. And I'm going to saddle up the Green Bay Packers. I'm ready to go against the grain. I'm ready to go against the market in this one. It's plus 500. I think you're getting a little bit of a value here. And this is another bet about history, guys. They've been a winning football team in 12 last 15 years. Yes, that all had Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time greats. <laughs> but this is also – yeah. <laughs> but this is also a bet on Jordan Love. Guy sat behind Rodgers for three years in an easy-to-run system. Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, good running backs. Like I really like what they did with this offense here. And you alluded to that defense being really good, Scott. They have eight former first-round picks, and all the undrafted guys are like Rasul Douglas and, and Devondre Campbell, all these studs. Four of their first five games this season are, are teams against uh, are against teams with an under 500 record last season. Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Raiders, and then a bye. Like, that's as easy as you can get for Jordan Love. We're going to know by probably, what, September, October, who Jordan Love is, if he's the guy or not. They only face four playoff teams all season long. So I'm going against the grain here. Any thoughts on the Packers, boys? Because uh, I, I know it's a little bit of a long shot. I already laid this one down. Uh, I actually got 450. The line since moved up. So I, I was a bad gambler, and I, I took it too early. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, you know, we just got done talking about how how much, you know, if I, if I think Bears are going to be over, 
that how much stock I'm putting into Justin Fields. I mean, this is quite a bit of stock being put into Jordan Love. And I mean, what it you is. just said, it is. what you just I, said makes sense. A relatively, you know, as far as across the, the NFL, relatively uh, friendly schedule. Um, I, I don't really have, I'm kind of meh on Jordan Love. It's, it's not very good analysis. I'll admit it. But I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of just waiting to see what. I has. don't know if you can't have good analysis on Jordan Love, though. You can look yeah. back to what he did in 2018 and call it. Yeah. He was a stud. But I also, I also like what they did in the draft. I like the weapons they have. Um, I'm a big Jaden Reed guy. I like Christian Watson as a kind of boomer bust deep threat. So, and it's, you're right. I mean, it's the Packers. It would not, I wouldn't be shocked if they still end up winning the division. I just think, you know, the lack of Aaron Rodgers is a, is a, is a big enough piece of it that I don't know if they're going to overcome these odds. Okay. Will any thoughts on the Packers here, this bet. And after that, go ahead and, and give us your bet as well. I don't know if it's as spicy as this uh, little Packers here. It's definitely not. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like the price. Look like plus 500. Those that's, that's a lot of, a lot of money to be made there. Um, Great team around Jordan Love. I love Jaden Reed also, Scott. I thought that that was a really awesome pick for them, him going with Christian Watson and then Romeo Romeo Dobbs. Pretty solid wide receiver core there, which is so ironic. Um, yeah. And then Musgrave, too, I thought was a really, really interesting pick there as well for them to replace Tunyon. So great defense. It's going to come down to Jordan Love, obviously. But, you know, he, I don't think he has to be all world to no. kind of will this no. team to the division like we're sort of saying Justin Fields has to be. Right. You know? And so yeah. if we're looking has, at what's the defense. Yeah. And so if we're looking at what's more likely, um, I think it's more likely that Jordan Love is okay than uh, Justin Fields is like awesome. So there you go. You have him over the Bears. Are you going to rock with Jared Goff? Like, I'm not. It's, um, <laughs> I, I, you can never rock with Jared Goff. That's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you going to roll with Kirk Cousins? I could see that, you know, good offense, terrible defense. That's that, yeah. That Zedary Smith out the door now too this yeah. week, yeah. So I mean, look, like obviously it's not the most likely thing to happen, but I think plus five hundred, I think the, that's a good value for you there. Um, so I I like it. You know, I'm not gonna bet it, but I like it. Okay. Um, okay. I'll tell you what I am gonna bet though, because this is this is uh, this is like basically. Um, putting your money in a mutual fund. It's called the Chiefs <laughs> to win the division. Um, <laughs> Kansas City to win the AFC West minus 165. Just don't overthink it, guys. Like, th- th- So their win percentage in the, the last five years in the AFC West, it's, I, I have it written down, 780. Like wow. They are, I think, 64 and 18. That's, that's good. It, that's yeah (laughs) like and i and honestly too like the the, this is like sort of the the public uh bet to take like chiefs to win the division like okay yeah sure i'll take that like that's what people are Mm -hmm. taking with their welcome bonus that they get from DraftKings. you know what i mean like oh yeah sure i'll take the chiefs to win the division so it's artificially you know even like minus 165 is not good value but i think it's just so likely to happen and, and the other thing too, on top of that, is they're going to be playing in all the primetime games. So you get to root on your team that you bet on like every Sunday night, you know? So I think it's, I think it's twofold. It's going to win. It's a lock. You can take that to the bank right now. You can take out a, you can take out a second mortgage for this. Bet. <laughs> and then it's also, it's also going to be fun to root for. So that's why, that's why I have them here as, as my, as my bet here for the division. Sometimes you got to lay the juice, especially on studs, whatever sport you're betting. And the chiefs are no exception. And I think we learned last year, like, 
don't bet against this team. Don't bet. Like everyone was talking coming to the year, me included, this podcast included, oh, the Broncos are going to be great. The Raiders are going to be improved. They got Devontae. Look what the Chargers are doing to their defense. And what happened? Same thing that always happens. So take it to the bank here. Will saying Kansas City to win the AFC West minus 165. Scott, over to your division bet to round out this market. Speaking of a fun team to root for, um, I'm taking the Cincinnati at plus 140. Um, I mean, part of the reason that for that was was somewhat straightforward. Um, I think they're going to win the division. And out of all the teams projected to win the division, it's the biggest payout at plus mm-hmm. 140. So that was part of my logic there. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's just a slam dunk runaway for Cincinnati necessarily. I think Baltimore is going to be kind of back to a, a contender that we're used to. Um, who knows about Pittsburgh, Cleveland? I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be a fairly typical AFC North, you know, dogfight, slugfest. Yeah, right till the end, draft. baby. But yeah. I just think Cincinnati, the team they built, I just think they still they still have the edge in that division. So this being a positive payout, um, that's why I would take it. Well, they only got better this offseason, too. Orlando yeah. Brown, maybe the best offseason acquisition of any team. I keep so wanting I... to call him Orlando Bloom, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> what was Orlando close. Bloom in? What was he? I always Pirates hear that Caribbean. name. Oh, Pirates of the okay. Caribbean. He was, okay. the, he was the elf, the elfin archer in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Not, not a Lord of the Rings guy. Went right over my head. You want to but... watch it real quick? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's break here from now. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind this bet at all, Scott. I, I think the, the Steelers are going to be much improved. I think the Ravens are going to have a little more spark, but I still think the Ravens are being a little overhyped coming this season. They have a lot of holes overall on that team. So I'm with it's, it. To, it's, to ride. it's a little bit of a leap of faith in the change in the OC. I think there's a little, and I'm, I'm buying into it. I'm like, okay, I'm just, maybe I'm just, it's wishful thinking, but moving away from Greg Roman. You know, change change an offensive coordinator. I, yeah, hours, like I don't think it's going to fix everything. I'm on. I don't, I'm on, I don't either. I don't so either. so I'm I'm willing to fade the Ravens a little bit here by hedging my bets with the Bengals. Any thoughts on Cincinnati? Uh, your home? Oh, not not your home team, but your home state team here. Uh, are you a Browns fan now that you live in Cleveland? Will it's hard to root for a team that has Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Yep. Um, but the Browns fit, dude. Can I curse on this podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Dude, yes. We have Cleveland, an explicit tag. Cle- Cleveland fucking loves the Browns, <laughs> man. It's like Buffalo-esque. And so I would be happy for, for the people of the city if the Browns won. Um, yeah. That stadium sucks. So it's, Oh, does it's, it it's, really? Does it really? It's right on the wa- It's right on the water, which is cool. Yeah, you but, think it'd be sweet, man. No, it's sweet in September. <laughs> but once uh, you get to, yeah. but yeah, but once you get past that, no, I I think the Bengals is a great bet, Scott. Like, look, it's a similar similar line of thinking with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, like just take the take the All Pro quarterback, set it and forget it. Great team, gonna be a dogfight, but I think it's I think it's a sharp bet for sure. Plus one forty, I think is pretty good value there. Wow. I love it, man. I, I had no idea that that the, the Brown Stadium was that bad because Steelers Stadium also on water, but it's a river. It's right. in Pittsburgh. It's not in Cleveland, you know, so a little bit, a little bit better there. Yeah. Uh, Will, <laughs> would you go out? Let's say I'm going to hypothetical question you now. Um, let's say the Browns, they make the playoffs. They win their first playoff game. Are you out at a Cleveland bar celebrating with the people? Are you posing as no. a Browns fan? How's that work? No, no. no. 
No, I'm at I'm at home playing video games with my cats. That's okay. what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Staying away from the Cleveland Ruckus. I love it. Uh, guys, let's go ahead and shift markets here to the awards, which a very fun market. You can get some really cool value. And Scott and I were actually talking about Will's Bet pre-show and just how this market's one of the craziest because someone is so heavy favorited in this award. Will, take it away, please. Yeah, I mean, look, like this is the this is um, sort of the question, Demar Hamlin, right? I think that's um, sort of what you guys were alluding to. I just like the value here. So my play is Stafford to win comeback player of the year at plus a thousand. Um, and so it's going to be hard not to give it to DeMar Hamlin if he comes back and he plays football this year in any capacity. Yep. And I would not like be angry if he, right, right. you know, comes back. I mean, like that would be incredible. Just the testament to the human spirit and, and would bring so much joy to so many people. And rightfully so having said that as a, as, as a betting man, it's hard for me to pass up Stafford at plus a thousand. Um, I want to shout out Sean Green from Sports Gambling Podcast for for putting me onto this one. It's just great value, and I'm a suck I'm a sucker for great value, and so I think Stafford plus a thousand. Look, I, th- I think indications are that his um, arm is is going to be fine. Um, at least it's a lot better at this point than it was last year. I don't think it's like degenerative or anything like that. Um, if if you know he can sling a couple of touchdowns to Cooper cup, if he can throw for, for decent yards. And then if he can have a solid touchdown interception ratio, maybe sneak him into the wild card spot. I think Stafford is a pretty good bet at, at plus a thousand. I think, I think that's good value. Okay. Okay. I like that. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons for mine defensive player of the year. And I know this isn't like a super fun market. Like I would much rather root for some rookies root for some comebacks. And as you kind of said, will like that market is wide open. If DeMar Hamlin doesn't come back, this one, you're not getting great value on some of the top people, but I think you are getting value on Micah Parsons at plus 750 here. A pass rusher has won this award three straight seasons and eight times in the last 10 years as well. And a lot of times that's in their third or fourth season in the NFL. Parsons enters his third here. And this guy just keeps ascending. At, when he was at here at Penn State, we didn't even play him like a true edge. We had him at, at the mic for whatever reason, uh, standing up a lot, but... I think he's going to come out and have a really dominant third year in the NFL here. A lot of questionable QB play early Colt McCoy or Clayton tune early on for the Arizona Cardinals, Mac Jones, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. We're not really sure. And then at the end of the year too, week 16 against Tua, is he banged up? We don't really know. Uh, week 17, Jared Goff. If Goff isn't going as planned, could it be Hendon hooker in there late in the season? And then Washington commanders week 18, what do we as fans and media members remember most of the NFL season, the beginning and the end. And I think Mar- Micah Parsons is going to feast on bad quarterback play early on and at the end of the season. So I'm going to go with plus 750 for him to win defensive player of the year. Let's go Cowboys, baby hook them. I don't think that's Cowboys, but hook them either way. <laughs> I like this pick. Um, I mean, I think Micah Parsons has as good a chance as any defensive player in the NFL to take on this award. And you put in some additional analysis, and, and I agree. Um, I don't exactly know what goes through the minds of the people that are actually voting for these awards, but as, as far as a fan and an analyst, it's true. We, we, I remember a lot more about the first part of the year and the end of the year than I do week nine. <laughs> week uh, nine is a little bit of a blur. Once week nine leaves, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a whirlwind once you get to the middle of the season. So I like it. 
Right. All right. Scott, what is your award pick here? Um, anything as sexy as a plus 750 or uh, even better value with Will, Will's bet here? Yeah, so mine's a little spicy. Not sure if I would have the balls to bet something like this, but I'm for <laughs> offensive rookie of the year. I'm going with Jordan Addison with a, a plus 1700. So here's my thinking on it. Um, again, not, you know, out of all the, I think out of all the picks I've put into this, into this episode, this is the least likely. I get it. Um, but the way I see it, Bajan is the, you know, Bajan Robinson's the obvious choice for it. Yes. So I didn't really want to, that's not really good entertainment for me to talk about Bajan Robinson, except they may, you know what? I did learn something tonight, you know, like taking the chiefs, um, or, you know, or taking Bijan here, it, it, not necessarily, um, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a bad choice. I just wanted to talk about something a little bit more entertaining and out there for this last one. So, um, the way I see it is all three, you know, all three of these quarterbacks could potentially struggle. They could potentially, I, I, I think all three quarterbacks are going to be great in the NFL. And I'm talking about Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson when I say the three, um, but they could easily struggle. They could easily have some struggles their rookie year. Uh, you know, tendency is if, if any of them hit, they will be right there in the running for offensive rookie of the year as a quarterback. Um, but outside of that, if, if anything goes wrong there, I think Jordan Addison is next in line. Jordan Addison after Ethan really? after Robinson is my first rookie off the board in redraft and not really hesitating about it. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because he's going to Minnesota. He's walking right into a starting role. They gutted their defense. They are going to be behind. They are going to be passing a lot and playing alongside Justin Jefferson. I just think, I think Addison's going to be the top scoring rookie receiver as a, you know, this season i like jsn long term but i think the situation is better for jordan addison in season one so i mean it's a big swing it's plus 1700 um but you know it might be something i might throw a couple bucks on because i could see i could see a, a path to it okay I'm too scared to bet anything else in this market. Last year, I had some long shots on Kenny Pickett throughout the season, um, a couple of different bets. Anything you, you like in this offensive rookie of the year uh, market here, Will? Because I, I I can't get like – Scott, I think your analysis is on point here, uh, and I love the defensive point that we could see an air raid type of system here from from the, the Minnesota Vikings having to play catch up a lot. But, Will, it's so hard for me to get behind anyone but Bijan here. So this was actually in the contention for one of one of my picks for oh, the, okay. uh, awards. And it's because like everything you said, Scott, the price is great, obviously, plus 1700. Um, but yeah, like the quarterbacks in order to win, like if you're just an average rookie quarterback, you're not going to win. This yeah. award goes to somebody who shows out, who balls out. And the odds on favorite for that is obviously Bijan or, or potentially Gibbs. But I think Addison landed in the best spot out of any of the rookies because he's going to be opposite of arguably the best wide receiver in the league. So he's going to be able to have awesome matchups. He's a highlight kind of guy. I think Jordan Addison is a great pick. Like when we look back, like last year with Garrett Wilson, he had an awesome season, right? I think it's going to, in order to win this award, you have to have an awesome season. And if for some reason it's not Bijan, I think Addison is most likely to have that awesome season that people really remember and think about. So I, I love this. Okay. Awesome. Let's yeah, but move to, your, to your point with that, you know, for Garrett Wilson to get it, it took an injury to Brees Hall. He would yep. have run, he would have run away with it. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's why it's plus 1700 though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
All right, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to shift into the best remaining value bet. We're looking at different markets here, conference winners, Super Bowls, name the finalists to make the playoffs, you name it. And I'll throw – we're going to save Wills for last because no one knows what <laughs> Wills is, so so we're going to get his last. I'm going to go with a little bit of a value here. And some shade has been thrown on this episode by you gentlemen, you fine gentlemen, on the Indianapolis Colts. I'm riding with Colts Nation. I'm riding with our guys, Pat McAfee, Jim Ursay, and the boys. Colts to make the playoffs, plus 375. And this is just a team I I frankly I frankly believe in. I honestly thought f- for the last couple of years they've been a quarterback away. Their offensive line was stinky last season, just terrible. But they have good players on it. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith. This is a good offensive line. The defense, if they can get healthy, DeForest Buckner, Shaq Leonard was not not far considered for defense player of the year multiple times a couple of years ago. And Kenny Moore, like it's a good defense, good offensive line. Shane Steichen is what I really believe in, though. This guy turned Jalen Hurts into a questionable suspect quarterback at times to an MVP candidate. And Anthony Richardson, the guy's not only really smart, really athletic, but out of some reports we're hearing, he's a really good guy, too cleaning up the rookie dinner, helping people. Um, I just love everything about this Colts team, honestly. And they only have two playoff teams before the Week 11 bye and then two after it. And a lot of their beatable opponents are at home. I think the Colts are going to surprise some people. Um, I, and we always know like that seven seed in the AFC or the NFC, despite how good the, you know, the conference can be, there's always like sometimes like a suspect team every single season. And I think the Colts are going to be that this year. Plus 375, a little bit more of a long shot here for me. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, you guys can go ahead and tear me apart, though. I'm open to it. Wait a second. I'm, I'm trying to remember when we were fading or. Yeah. Uh, someone was someone was talking about that. I think it was Will. He's talking about the Texans and talking about. Uh, yeah. Like, easier division than, you know, oh, I mean, in years past. But that's not necessarily just because of the Colts. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Seth. I didn't look at your picks for this mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. this was a. I was thinking about taking this exact pick. Okay. Then I saw that you okay. took it because I agree. I think that's good, good odds. I believe in Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to, I think there'll be some growing pains, but I don't think it's going to be some two season thing to learn how to play quarterback. I think it's going to be pretty quick. Um, and they, you know, they have, they have a much better team around him than say a Justin Fields who came in kind of raw and they're wondering how long it would take. He's got, you know, um, and, and you, you hit it with the the coach who I can't pronounce his name, um, and what he did. For, yeah, and what he did for Jalen Hurts. So no, I like I this. Like I said, like it was it was kind of funny when I looked at the show sheet and saw that you had taken this one because I was going through and I was like, oh, I kind of like that one. And there it was. So no, no, no disrespect for the Colts here. Appreciate it. We got Udo in the chat saying, I'm <laughs> the... "Yeah, he tries." You're to... on the clock. Let's oh, make a man. live pick right now. Oh. He knows where you are. I think we're in the 27th or 28th round, so this would be no fun for our viewers. Uh, right <laughs> right now, I think we're getting close to p- picking kickers. It would be this fun point. for me and Will, but maybe <laughs> not the viewers. That is true. Uh, Hoove in the chat, he's saying Jaguars. Yeah, like I think the Jaguars are going to sure. be solid again, Hoove. Yeah, I think they're going to be, be solid, but you know whether it's the Texans or the Colts, I think one of these rookie quarterbacks, one of these younger teams steps up here. My money's on the Colts here. Scott, over to you before we give it to Will to round us out here. Sure. Where are you going with your best remaining value bet uh, that the viewers should get down on here? Early and the on? AFC South, also a division I'm not touching the odds. Who's going to actually win it? 
Um, so Seth might disagree with this one after some some recent talk, but I'm going with uh, the Cardinals to win the NFC West. At, I'm just kidding. Wow. That's a joke. That's a no, joke. I'll, leave, um, I'll leave the show right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, on. I'm going with uh, Lamar Jackson MVP plus 1500. I love um, that. That's that's the one I'm going with. Like I said, I I am making the leap of faith that not that th- that the new offensive coordinator is just going to fix everything and they're going to steamroll through the league. But I think it's going to be better. I think it's going to be more balanced. I think with Andrews, they brought in Zay Flowers. I think Rashad Bateman was starting to show some very good things before he got hurt last year. J.K. Dobbins farther removed from his injury. Um, I just I think that Lamar Jackson is going to revert. He's going to be like Lamar Jackson from a few years ago. He's he has already won an MVP. He showed, he's shown he's capable of it. So I just I think we see the return of Lamar Jackson this year. And I think with this with this uh, with these with these odds with this price, I'm willing to take a bet on him. Can we at least see the return of some decent hair from Lamar Jackson? Dude's the face of a franchise. Just got paid millions of dollars. Can't afford a damn decent haircut no oh, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing anybody's haircuts i'm just i'm <laughs> just saying i'm just saying I, I you know i shouldn't be talking either but you know at the end of the day i don't know man i i think i'm just one of those people who's going to continue to fade lamar jackson this year i think if it like fair enough and i'm probably gonna look dumb as hell in six months here because will you he seem to like a, he fell to one point he fell, fell to the ninth pick in a super flex startup i was all over that yeah all over that all week, yeah. twice on Sundays. Yeah. Will, how do you feel about the Ravens here and this bet? Uh, it, hard for me to get around to Lamar, but everything Scott's saying is true. The offensive weapons are stellar compared to what they were a year ago. We always know the ACL, one year removed from it, it is going to be a lot better as well. So, uh, I, you know, signs are pointing up for J.K. Dobbins and this whole Ravens offense, really. I think Lamar's finally going to get to show his prowess as a, as a, as a passer um in this new offense without greg roman obviously the weapons are are great um i think the the stage is set for him to win another mvp uh he just has to stay healthy has to play well because mm-hmm. he can put up those freakish numbers that only you know fields hurts and maybe a few other guys can put up in terms of both passing and rushing uh production so i love it i think plus 1500 is a good price plus lamar is just easily like one of the one of the one of my favorite guys to root for me too. Like he, he, he just seems like such an awesome human being. Um, and so it, it, you hit both sides of the bet. It's a great bet from a monetary standpoint and it's a fun bet to root for. So I, I, I love it. All right. Well, will, will we love your we'll, last we'll bet of the night it. here? What do we have here? Your best remaining value in all these different types of market. Where are you heading? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not usually the kind of guy to hype things up too much. Um, but this was worth hyping up. So this is plus 30,000. Exact, su- exact Super Bowl result. Oh, wow. Cincinnati over Atlanta. What? The Bengals to beat the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Take it to the bank. Bet $10 to win 3000 All day. You like, okay, well, Let's dive in here. What's what's the appeal of Atlanta? Is it just this? This I mean, they have completely rebuilt this defense. They started in the trenches. They get paid big money for the offensive line. We already talked about Bijan. We know the the weapons are there. Is that what you're liking here? 
I do. I love the offensive line too. Like I think this is one of the best offensive line units in the league. Um, I think, I think PFF rated them fifth uh, at the end of last season. The weapons are amazing. Obviously the quarterback is a huge question mark, but that's why this is plus 30,000. You know what I mean? Like the bangle, I toyed, I toyed around with something even stupider just cause just for the sake of throwing out something stupid. Um, I, ha- I actually had Atlanta over Tennessee, <laughs> which was, and, and, then oh. I thought, like, and then I thought, no, that's just, that's just dumb. Um, like I, I leg- look, obviously the odds are such for a reason. I legitimately think this is a possibility. And, and I think it's great value because I think people are going to start, like you were saying, Scott, like, I think people are going to come around to Atlanta. Um, it's a good football team. They outside of quarterback, which is a huge question mark. This is a really fucking good football team. The Bengals, obviously, we know they're super legit. Like, none of us would be shocked to see the Bengals there. All of us would be shocked to see the Falcons there. But I think it's in the realm of possibilities. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. Obviously, this is a de facto parlay where you have to get two conference winners here. Um, And then also you have to pick the winner. But if for some strange reason this happens to happen and both the, the, the Falcons and the Bengals win their conferences, you are going to have the hedging opportunity of a lifetime because you can just bet the hell out of the Atlanta Falcons to win that game because we have Cincinnati over Atlanta in the Super Bowl. So obviously it's crazy. Um, but I actually, I, I like the value. Like, I think, I think it's really insane value. If you, if you can go when you're at Starbucks tomorrow, instead of going for the large, get the medium, use that extra dollar to put a dollar on this bet. And you could become, you could, you could essentially turn that dollar into a new Nintendo switch. Thanks to the, thanks to me. So you're welcome. There we go. There we go. I like it. Will. I honestly did not think we would this podcast would come to an Atlanta Falcons to be in the Super Bowl bet, but here we are, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, Will, we can't thank you enough, man, for coming in, sharing your analysis and your good vibes with us, man. Tell us one more time how we can best support you and the Better Fantasy team, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, Seth, incredible to be here. Scott, awesome to hang out with you too, man. Yeah, man. Um, that's a good question. Number one way to support us. Um, send me it, send me a, hit me up on Twitter at will um, we're, we're looking for beta testers. We're looking to talk to um, fantasy players at a really in-depth level. Like I love to just have like 30 minute conversations with our, with our users and with people in the fantasy community, just learn what we love about fantasy, what makes us tick. And so if you want to sort of help us with that on a pretty uh, in-depth level, hit me up on Twitter at will um, and we can kind of chat through some of that stuff. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Uh, for, for me and Scott, guys, you know the drill. Subscribe to the channel if you aren't already. Come back and hang out with us again. Make sure you guys are supporting Will. Check out the Better Fantasy app as well. Highly recommended. Kyle, thanks for your efforts in the back end. Thank you, IBT family. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, you know what to do. Keep it in between.